has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm D. Vitty. I'm Master Zed. And we're together again. Together again at Wait, last. Were we together again last week? Yes. yes. Oh, was I here last week? <laughs> but that was a long time ago. It yes. was a long time ago. I hardly remember it. In a galaxy very near here. <laughs> Our fake sponsor this week is Alanis Morbid Set. She has hit songs like I've got brains on my wedding dress and I've got one hand in my blender and the other one's in a pool of blood. Nice. (laughs) Classy. I mean, classic. (laughs) It's kind of ironic. Don't you think? Is it? I think it is. (laughs) Well, it'll be as ironic as the things in the song. Right. Yes. I think the only one that actually is ironic is if they add something to one of them. So rain on my wedding day, that would be ironic if she was wearing a weatherman. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Or an umbrella. Or, or if, if she's a inside. Van- if she a vampire. wearing an umbrella, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so how long do you yes. think our show is going to be? Do we skip banter and consumption? or? Well, it doesn't look like there's very much banter. Oh, okay. We can quickly go over a couple things. I I stained my deck. With what? With blood? (laughs) (laughs) No, with deck stain. Oh, Oh, smart. (laughs) I guess that's one way to do it. Yeah, I I went to the hardware store, bought all the stuff I needed, got all ready to paint after I sufficiently procrastinated for a couple days. And then I realized I didn't have a, a brush. <laughs> so so I had to hands. You had, had to, to use Daryl the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, come here, Daryl. So you I had a beard and you just use that. Yeah, well, I wasn't planning to like bend down too much. Mm. I had a pole with mm. with a you know brush. the roller. Brush, the roller, yeah, on the end. Because uh, having a paintbrush on a stick is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it went pretty smoothly after that. Oh, good. Did you sand it first? No, I pressure washed it. Oh. Uh, like last week. Well, the weather's been good for staining. Yeah. 
I did not sand it. I did sand one part because um, my bucket of grease <laughs> from my grill spilled. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so it was super dark there. Um, it was funny that the night that I spilled that on the deck, I was in the kitchen and I looked out the window and there was a possum licking it up. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't see those very often. They're pretty sneaky. That sounds but, like well, possibly the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it possibly is. <laughs> David and I went on a river float yesterday. Ice cream floats. Our plan was successful. Yep. Did you dump ice cream in the river and have it float with you? No. (laughs) We did collect a flock of ducks, though. Collected them? (laughs) Yeah, they just kind of started following us, and then pretty soon it was like shoved them in a bag. They started getting (laughs) snippy with each other. Oh, they're like, I want to be close to these guys. I was trying to think of how I could make a pun out of Mallard, but nothing (laughs) came to me. We had four-person rafts and one paddleboard. Oh, cool. Yes, so we were originally supposed to be doing a whitewater rafting trip. Mm. And the main guy... was too yellow. From the (laughs) office that does that, that knows... Steve Carell? Emergency stuff. Had to bail at the last minute. No, Dwight. Oh, there was water in the boat. Yeah. Yes. Hence the bailing. So we (laughs) make our plan B was to just go float the Boise River again, like we did a couple weeks, a few weeks ago. Nice. And uh, the guy that was part of the planning for reorganizing it misread the website when he looked it up (laughs) and he thought it said it was going to be closed the late summer season it was going to be closed on the 25th and 26th or something or 25th through 28th well it said with the end of season those are the times that it's open oh (laughs) so we got there and we're like where's the shuttle and where's the uh, raft and tube return trailer. And so we looked it up and it was like, Oh no, it's closed today. So the oh, river's no. not closed. They, it's, you know, <laughs> they damn it up. The we didn't have river. any, all we had was one paddle board with us for seven. Be a lot of people. No, nine people. So you all climbed on <laughs> pyramid. So luckily we were able to. David, David jumped off of it several times. Oh, <laughs> Find uh, some four-person rafts to rent at the last minute. I think we only got on the water like 15 minutes later than we were planning to. I think so. I was in the um, talk about pregnancy and um, delivery and labor boat. Oh, you have a lot of experience with that. Yep. Your last uh, delivery was was kind of painful, I've heard. the worst story told during that part was me and three women. The worst wow. story that was told was there was a woman that was going to be induced the next day, and her brother was taking her out on like a golf cart or something, and he came running back to the house frantically and told his mom that his sister, who was you know the one that was pregnant, or he had rolled it, 
and oh. she had broken her collarbone. Oh my gosh! Oh, what? So she had to go through labor with a broken collarbone, oh. and then couldn't even get it fixed for a couple weeks after the delivery. Do they even reason. fix those? They put pins in it and had oh. to reset it. That was thing. It was a, a bad broken break hip. then. I said, well, at least you'll have the best story and that can one-up anyone that ever talks about a bad delivery. <laughs> but, yeah, there was a lot of um, women chat on my boat. Lovely. That's weird. When I was on that boat, there wasn't any. No, been, they exhausted all the topics, I guess. <laughs> I moved amongst the boats. Um. It was fun because the rental place was closed. There was no one on the river. It was so nice. Yeah. Like for the first hour, I think we saw one other person, like one singular person. I think I'm going to buy one of those attacked boats. Attacked by ducks. I looked up the one that we rented. It was $2,400. I'm not going to buy one of those boats. <laughs> I had the thought of like, oh man, the office should just have a couple of these. That would be great. But oh, that's a good idea. I don't think we're going to for when you can rent it for sixty bucks. Oh, yeah. it would take a lot long time of going once or twice a year as an office yeah. thing to you pay have to off. go every like every forty years. times. Go every day after work. It's fine. Well, <laughs> it's every day. Good. You can <laughs> yeah, walk across right the street to get in the water. Oh, there you go. Yeah, then you just put it. You park your car there, walk to work, and then you take the boat. Oh, I guess you'd have to get to the office again. You can, it's not <laughs> very far from the takeout to the office. Just hook That's a true. rubber band to the raft and hook the other end of your car. When you get <laughs> off, it zips back upstream. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. okay. That, that sounds nope. precarious to me. <laughs> It'd be like one of those when you let a balloon go and it's like... <laughs> then we had dinner at a car wash. It was great. Yeah. In a car oh. wash? At the car wash. It used to be a car wash. They Did you have soup? No, I had a hamburger. <laughs> was it soggy? <laughs> it was not. Oh, so okay. it used to be a car wash, and they converted it into outdoor dining with like three different stores. There's like a burger place, there's an ice cream place, and there's a beer place. Is that a coffee shop? What did, they do it? what did they do with all the brushes? Um, I don't know. They donated them to a dairy so the cows can use them. Oh, to rub yeah. Against. They love that. <laughs> oh, didn't they just leave them there so you could rub your back against them? That would have been nice, nope. too. Uh, the ice cream I had was called After School Special, I think. Oh. Yep. And it was peanut butter and um, no-bake cookie ice cream. Whoa. Yep. This oh. was... Awesome. New favorite for me. Sounds really good. It was excellent.
All right, should we go on to our topic? Let's yes, do it's, it. it's a doozy this week. Yeah, we watched a Stephen King film. Which number, which rank is this on our list? Seven, or it's the seventh best, allegedly. Seventh, so there's still I half think. a dozen more. Yep, seven. Yep. All Ooh, right. Creep show is next. We're getting Let's into see some if I good can ones. open the spreadsheet. You don't already have it open? I got I mine open. don't have that open yet. So this one was made in, what, 87? 86. 86. It's based on a novella called The Body. It stars Will Wheaton and Kiefer Sutherland. And River Phoenix. River Phoenix and Corey Feldman. Corey Kevin Feldman. O'Connell or something? Kevin o- the guy from Sliders. O'Donnell. Oh, was that him? Yeah, yeah he was the Jer- Jerry? Larry or whatever Larry? his name was. He, no way. No, I don't think his name was Larry. I think his name Vern. was Teddy. No, Vern. 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 Vern? Yeah, I look Vern. Jerry I O'Connell. I like Sliders, but... Jerry O'Connell, yeah. Sliders had an interesting concept, but just a very poor delivery. They should remake it. They should. We should wow, remake he, it. Uh, oh. He grew up not overweight. At all. Well, some people start out tubby and yeah, that's true. Grow out of it. Yeah, I'm going the other way. Went through a tubby phase. (laughs) A lot of us are. Unfortunately, (laughs) my kids went through a Teletubby phase. It's horrible. Oh, gross. Their grandma bought them the Teletubby video game for the PlayStation. What? Why? It's horrible. Does she hate you? Yes. (laughs) It's obvious. All right, so let's start with the synopsis. So it starts out with a guy in a truck, Richard Dreyfus, a oh, very yeah. young looking yeah, Richard Dreyfus. Yep. Um, and he's reading a newspaper, and the, the article is about somebody that got stabbed to death at a fast like food a, restaurant, a attorney or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then he starts narrating a story about when he was 12 years old and the first time he saw a dead body. So we jump into his, his story and he's narrating the whole movie basically, but you've got these three kids named Gordy, Chris and Teddy playing cards in a clubhouse, like a treehouse type thing. And smoking. What? They're smoking cards and cussing. (laughs) There's a lot of cussing. Having messed up ears. Yeah, so in the narration, he tells us a little bit about each of his friends. So um, his two friends that are there, Chris and Teddy, have some fathers that are not the best. Um, Chris's dad is known for being dishonest, and his whole family is kind of has a bad reputation that way. And Teddy's dad was kind of crazy and burnt his ear on a stove or something like that. But yeah. Teddy's still impressed by his World War II, being in World War II or something. Yeah, he was at Normandy. Yeah, so he thinks that's cool. 
And so while they're up there, um, the fourth member of their group, Vern, comes up. And he's seems to be the butt of the, most of their jokes. And um, they're messing around with him. And then he tells them that um, he knows where a dead body is. So this it, takes... The, when their kids takes place in like 50s? 1959 or something. Yeah, something like that. Yep. So that it would make sense how Teddy's dad would be old yeah, enough in to World War II. be in World War II. <laughs> um, so Vern spends most of his time under the porch of their oh, house right. digging mm. because he hid his jar of pennies under there and drew a map and his mom threw the map away. But he, yeah, he's must have such a poor memory. Close. Yeah. He's <laughs> dug like hundreds of holes under the, this yeah. Big. You, yeah. It cuts but to she, him digging and there's just holes everywhere. I wonder if that, that scene in San Andreas, the video game is inspired by that. Mm, maybe. There was a holes. character that's there's yeah. a character that buried his money in the yard and couldn't remember where he put it, so he's digging holes. Uh probably could be a homage to this movie. Yeah. Well yeah, while Vern's under there, he overhears his older brother and friend talking about finding a dead body out that in the woods that had been hit by a train. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to tell the authorities because they wouldn't know how to explain how they got out there without a car uh, or something like that. Cause they yeah, stole they've the boosted car. Yeah. They put, in, uh, they give it injections of like vaccine or something. <laughs> they boosted I was kind of confused by that part. Yeah. They boosted a car, but well, there's a getting sick. There's a kid missing. That's, you know, um, Gordy's age and all of their ages named Ray Brower. And so um, they decide that they should go and find the body and get, you know, rewarded as heroes or recognized as heroes in the town or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they make a plan to tell their parents that they're going to be sleeping at each other's houses or something. And then they were going to go follow the railroad tracks out there and hike out to where it's at. Yeah, it's like. 30 miles or something. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's quite a distance. So, um, in the morning, Gordy goes to get his canteen that's in his brother's bedroom. We find out that his older brother had been killed. um, In a car accident. Yeah, it was a car accident. And we find out a little bit about his family life, where his dad especially totally worshipped the older brother. And just John Cusack. Yeah, played mm-hmm. by John Cusack. And he totally ignores Gordy, even though Gordy's like interested in writing and those kind of things, but he's not you athletic. Know, athletic like his brother. But his brother's totally cool and yeah. doting and and helpful and nice mm-hmm. to him and everything. Gives him his cap. Yeah. And I th- didn't he say something about being ignored? By his parents that year or something. Oh, yeah. he does. He turned invisible, I think. So. Yeah, that's what it was. 
So, yeah, his mom didn't even, I mean, she was like shell-shocked. He's, call, he's calling out the window to his mom, hey, where's my canteen? And she just stops what she's doing and just stares in the distance and doesn't answer. Yeah. But the dad's like looking like, what the heck? <laughs> Finally tells him where it is. Yeah, and he he got a, his his older brother gave him a Yankee cap before he died or something. Yeah. So... Anyway, he's wearing that hat and he meets Chris in town and Chris pulls his backpack out and pulls a gun out to show Gordy. And so they're playing around with it and um, Chris tells him that it's not loaded. And so Gordy pulls the trigger and shoots a garbage can (laughs) and they take off running. And Chris is adamant that he didn't know it was loaded, but Gordy doesn't believe him. But anyway, they come around the corner and they find um, Ace Merrill and his group, which includes Chris's older brother. And they bully them a little bit and steal his hat and threaten to uh, burn. Was it Gordy or Chris with the cigarette? Chris. Yeah. They knocked Chris on the ground because Chris stood up for Gordy. Yeah. And so they let him go and walk off laughing. And they Ace took Merrill's, his cap. Yeah. Yeah. They kept the cap or threw it away or whatever, but they didn't give it back. They never saw but it. Ace, Ace Merrill's played by Kiefer Sutherland. A really young Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. <laughs> he played a pretty good bad guy. Yeah. I thought. So then uh, Gordy and Chris meet up with Teddy and Vern at the train tracks and they realize that nobody brought any food. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, they decide that they'll just, well, they sit there and count out their change to see how much money they have. And I think Vern had like seven cents. Yeah. Seven cents. (laughs) And he blamed it on his jar of pennies being lost. I think Gordon had like a dollar 26 or something. And well, they got what? Two 30 or something total. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is fine because they're like, like, "Oh, that's enough." Yeah, <laughs> so they decide they'll stop along the way to get some food sometime. Well, then a train starts approaching, and everybody oh, except yeah. for Teddy get off the tracks, and he's, you know, kind of being macho and talking about he wants to dodge the train, and which I guess means jump out of the way at the last second. Yeah, but he's like playing soldier, like he's pretending like he has a machine gun shooting at the train. And finally, Chris grabs him and pulls him off the train and he kind of gets mad. And I don't know. That was just kind of a silly stunt to pull. <laughs> it kind of shows that he probably doesn't fall very far from his dad's tree. Yeah. Yeah. Cause trains are deceptively faster than they look, you know, they're big. Yeah. Well, and they're going to see the body of somebody that was killed by a train. <laughs> by a train. Right. <laughs> so, not the brightest, but, you know, like you said, the apple probably doesn't fall far from the tree. Um, it was interesting. I was reading that Corey Feldman said of all the characters he played, this one was closest to how he actually is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, so, then they go to a junkyard. Because it has... A water pump that has 
That's drinkable well, water. Yeah, so they can fill their canteens and stuff. What was the name and of the dark god guard dog that was named something like Chopper? Chopper. Chopper. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about the dog and how mean it is and what parts of the anatomy it likes to bite off and <laughs> things like that. And but I'm thinking that the junkyard's closed when they get there because yeah, they there. said it doesn't open until a certain time. But they had to climb the fence and Chris and Gordy race. Um, have a running, have a foot race, you know. Yeah. And so they're talking and, you know, just shooting the ball and they decide they need to figure out who's going to go to the store to pick up the food. And so they had, they did a game of chance with um, coins. Flipping or, a coin. Nickels, I think. Nick, yeah. So they flipped the coin and they all ended up with tails, I think it was. Odds are even bad omen. Yeah, which Vern said, oh, that's really bad. Or I think it was Vern. It might have been Teddy. Yeah. I don't remember. But so they flip it again, and Gordy ends up being the one that has to go to the store. So shows him go go to the store and buy some hamburger meat and some buns and some uh, soda cokes. Yeah. And when he gets back and climbs back over the fence in the junkyard. Um, he did climb the fence to get back in, right? Yep. I don't remember. But he's coming from the other way. From Yeah. And he sees that his friends it. are gone. Like, gone. Yeah. And then he notices them climbing over the fence. And that's when he realizes that the junkyard guy's there with the dog. Yeah, they tell you only have to run. So he starts running. Um, he gets to the fence and over it just in time. And the dog is, doesn't look ferocious at all. It's this but. tiny little mutt dog. <laughs> it's a medium the, sized dog. Like a golden retriever thing. And then it like, like laid down, lays down right on the, to the fence. Yeah. <laughs> it did bite the one shirt. Cause he had his butt up against it. teasing oh, it. And it like yeah. bit his shirt and ripped it. Yeah. But the owner of the dog was much meaner and comes yeah. over and is yelling at them. And, um. Uh, what's his name? Teddy, Teddy yells back, and uh, let's see. The guy knows who most of the kids are. Oh yeah, the guy starts insulting Teddy's dad, and that puts him, sets him off. And yeah, he starts Calls really like a loony or something. That he's in the loony, loony bin. Yeah. So and Teddy's just like my dad was at Normandy and all this other stuff. So they they get away from there and they start following the tracks some more and they get to this bridge that goes over this pretty deep ravine with a river underneath it. And they they debate on whether to go across the bridge and maybe get caught in the middle with the train coming or to go around, which would add you know, 10 miles of their trip or something. So they decide to cross the bridge and Vern ends up crossing on his hands and knees. Because <laughs> he's scared. He's well, yeah, scared, there's so like a, a gap the size of a railroad tie, at, you know, on each side of the railroad ties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's wide enough to fall there's through. Lots of gaps. Well, then Gordy's like real cautious and like checking for vibrations on the rails and stuff. And, then he sees, he feels the train coming and looks and sees the smoke. And um, Chris and uh, Teddy were 
already almost to the other end. And Gordy and Vern were in the middle, and they just start running. And, you know, Vern stands up and <laughs> runs too. But they jump off right before they get to the end, right before the train hits them. And they're far enough on the bridge that they don't land in the water. They just jump down in the, you know, the dirty slope that is there. So um, it was close. It was very close. They dodged it really good. So then um, they keep walking some more and um, Chris and Gordy have a conversation about um, Gordy wanting to be a writer and how Chris doesn't think he's smart enough to get out of the town and that kind of stuff. Kind of a heart to heart between the two. Because they're fixing to start middle school, and so they're not going to have the same classes. Yeah. But Gordy can get into, like, the smart kid classes, and the other kids aren't going to. Yeah, and I think Chris even says that he wishes that he was um, Gordy's father. (laughs) Is that where he he told the story about the lunch money, or was that later? That was later. Okay. So they set up camp for the night, and they light a campfire, and... Um, cook their, their hamburgers, hamburgers and Burns falls off his stick, and but he's able to save it and <laughs> probably eat a gritty hamburger. <laughs> um, but they start talking about um the stories stories to tell around the campfire, and since Gordy's kind of the writer kid, they ask him to share a story, and so he tells a story about this uh, really large guy that enters a pie eating contest. Did you hear what mm-hmm. weight they said he was? I don't remember. 185 pounds. That's not very much. It's not very much. <laughs> but I guess if you're 12, it is. Yeah, you're 100 pounds. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's true. But um, so he he gets made, this kid gets made fun of. And so to get his revenge, he drinks a whole bottle of castor syrup, your castor oil and a raw egg. Oh, a raw egg. Yeah. And then just starts chowing down in the contest so much that he starts throwing up and it causes everybody to start throwing up. And so. What's interesting is he's told the story, but it like actually has, that shows you a short. Right. (laughs) <laughs> movie yeah, happening there you go that's the word I was looking for yeah so after the story they start hearing coyotes and so they get a little nervous and they decide that they need to take turns um, standing, standing guard watch. with the gun yeah. and Vern was funny when he was standing watch because he, <laughs> he's like <laughs> holding the gun out in front him. of him and yeah Pointing Just it like at every noise. Every little noise. And... Yeah. So I thought that was funny, kind of funny. Um, I think it was when it was Chris's turn that Gordy and him have a the little chat about... Um, the lunch money. Yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yep. Stealing the lunch money. But then he tells him that he felt bad about it and returned it to one of the teachers... And the next day, the teacher showed up at school with a brand new dress. So apparently, and never returned the money. 
<laughs> yeah, apparently he stole the money, gave it back to a teacher, and the teacher kept it. But he got, you know, Control, yeah. stuck with the reputation of being a bad kid that steals. And it just goes along with his father's reputation. So he feels like he's kind of stuck. So we see um, Ace and his gang the next morning um, playing a game of mailbox baseball where they were driving around hitting baseballs with their or baseballs. Mailboxes. <laughs> mailboxes with their hitting baseball baseballs bat. with their mailboxes. Yeah. And one of the guys in the group doesn't want to do it anymore and Ace just kind of forces him into it. Um, but they end up with a bunch of, there's like seven of them hanging out and somehow it comes up that two of them know where the body is. And so they decide that they're all going to head out and, you know, kind of the same plan that the kids have, except they have a car. They're going to drive out there and get recognition for finding this body. And, uh, so back to the, the young kids, the 12 year olds or how real old they were. Um, well, yeah. So they decide that they're going to take a shortcut through the woods through this, through this field and through the woods. That's going to, you know, cut off a lot of time of their trip if they follow the tracks and Fern is his usual self. He's not as brave as the other kids and he's always got excuses why he doesn't want to do things, but Eventually, he ends up following them. And they end up in this really swampy portion of the woods. And they decide that they're just... I, I, one of them figures out that it's not that deep. He uses a stick, and he's like, ah, it's not yeah. deep, let's just walk So they through. wade through there, and some Four of the kids... Four steps in, it drops off. Right. <laughs> and so the kids start wrestling each other, but Gordy's the only like serious one of the group. And he just wants to keep walking. And so they get to the other side. And that's when they discover that they've got leeches all over them. And so they're pulling leeches off left and right. And um, stripping clothes off. Yeah. I So I remember being on a Boy Scout camp out at that age. And one of the kids in our group getting a leech on him. Mm. But these, this was, <laughs> with these kids, all of the kids had leeches everywhere. A lot. And they like strip off their clothes and start pulling the leeches off. And then uh, Gordy notices that there's one in his drawers <laughs> and he pulls it off and he faints. Well, it seemed to be the biggest one on too. his hand. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. I think after that is when they. You know, they kept going and they ended up find, they did end up finding the body. And his like shoes were laying out in different places and But that body they showed was not hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a movie. I know. know. But modern <laughs> movies it would it would have looked like you got hit by a train. This one looked like he's just resting and the wish well, this is shoes a off. Guy's memory from when he was twelve. Yeah. Like 40 years before or something. So they decide that they're going to build a stretcher so that they can, I guess, bring the body somewhere. 
I wasn't too uh, clear on their plan. <laughs> yeah, I guess they were going to haul him out of the bush and bring him somewhere. Yeah. But while they were trying to figure out how to do that, um, Ace and his group show up. And at first, there's only two of them. And they're like, well, there's four of us and only two of you. <laughs> or they might have been only three. I don't know if Vern had run off by that point. <laughs> but then, you know, the rest of the group comes down and they tell them that they're going to take the body and they'll let him if they, you know, they'll let him just walk away if they, you know, don't say anything or something. I don't know. But Chris stands his ground and I think Ace was saying that they would kill him if they didn't get out of the way or something. And Yeah, and you've got his pocket knife out and like it was going to Yeah, his and neck Chris was it. like, do it, you know. Well, then you hear a gunshot and everyone looks over and Gordy's got the gun and he threatens to shoot him and he says, I'll do it. I'll kill you. I'll shoot you with this gun. And at first Ace is kind of unsure. He doesn't want to look cowed, you know, in front of right. his gang because he's the one always, you know, getting after them for not yeah. being you know. a rude dude. Yeah. yeah. But eventually, you know, he he finally leaves, but after threatening that, you know, they'll get him later, you know. So then the 12-year-old group decides that they're just going to anonymously call in the body and not take credit for it. So that's what they end up doing. And so they go back, head back into town, and um, the older... Gordy's narrating that uh, they grew distant with each other over the years. And, you know, he, he says that uh, Vern ended up getting married right out of high school and had four kids and became a forklift driver at the lumberyard. And <laughs> I guess Teddy tried to join the army, but because of his poor eyesight and his ear injury, they didn't let him. And eventually served some jail time and, just kind of did odd jobs around. And then he said that Chris um, went to college. Yeah, he got yeah. into the classes that Gordy was Yeah, he got into the and was able to get out and go to college. Became a lawyer. and uh, But then he said that he had been stabbed and killed when he tried to break up a fight at a fast food restaurant and kind of circles back around to the article that he was reading at the beginning. And so... It closes with um, Gordy as an adult, you know, Richard Dreyfus <laughs> writing. No? No, that's what happens. I'm just, oh. that, that continuity is going to fail there because Richard Dreyfus has like light green eyes and like blonde <laughs> hair. And Will Wheaton is definitely has dark brown eyes and dark brown hair. Oh, huh, huh, well. I didn't notice, but. I didn't either, but. I did. Anyway. Then he's writing about his childhood and then he goes and takes his son and his son's friend out swimming and that's the end. Mm-hmm. Pretty not a very plot heavy story, but I think it had a lot of uh, symbolism to it though. Yeah. I think that I got out of it anyways. Um, well, do you tell? So they're kids that are, you know, on the verge of becoming more adults, I guess. And mm-hmm. they're going on an adventure 
where they're growing to be closer to adults to find a ch- a kid that you know perished, I guess. So they're traveling to find the dead body of a kid their age, while they're basically burying the kids their age as they're growing up past it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got it. And then they also have also chasing them is the possibility of they could become like the oh. gang of older kids and you know turn into that kind of kid. Yeah, and they're fighting with it, you know, individually. In fact, Chris and Gordy having that conversation really kind of solidified that for me. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, um, they were able to avoid going through that because of their friendship. Because Chris had given Gordy the gun and he used that to defend his, I guess, morality and not turn to that kind of life. That's what mm-hmm. I got out of it, anyways. Well, they wow. had the same mission as the older kids. But yeah. at the end, they turned away from that choice when they could have yeah. continued on. The choice for fame and... Yeah. So I, I collected it because of that. I, I really enjoyed the movie. I remember all my friends watching this movie when I was a kid, but it was rated R, so I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh-huh. So I didn't know anything about the dead body because none of my friends told me about that part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They yeah. definitely told me about the leeches. I remember that part. And, <laughs> yeah, and, the, the, and the puking. Part. Yeah, and the train. I think they told me about the train. I think the train part is pretty famous. That was intense. <laughs> well, the first Gordy just, lay, or not Gordy, Vern just lays down. He's like crawling, just lays down, is just going to die. Yeah. He's just so frightened, <laughs> he doesn't know what to do. And one of his friends helped him get past that fear, and he was definitely had grown by the end as well. Although he and what Benny both Terry. disappeared. Uh, Ter- Teddy. Teddy both disappeared when the older kids showed up. <laughs> um, yeah, I I liked the movie a lot. I don't know if it's not what I'm gonna like watch again probably yeah. anytime soon because it's I don't know. Impactful movies like that, I don't feel like I need to see it again because it wouldn't make the same impact. Mm. Gotcha. And I don't think I'm, I'm glad my wife didn't watch it with me because she would have not made it past the puking part. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been recreated in your room, in living room. Yeah, it would have been a living room situation. <laughs> and then I'd have to clean it up. Oh, nice. man. Is she a sympathetic puker? She is. And so uh, all the kids' times of puking, oh, I got man. to deal with it. Uh, yeah, we had the one kid that was had delayed car sick. So after a long trip, you'd be home for two hours. And then he'd always, he would always walk up to you. He's like, I don't feel good. And you're like, well, get to the bathroom because he knew what was going to happen immediately. As soon as he said that, he'd puke on you Maybe or on the floor. Or... <laughs> Maybe. It's not moving enough. <laughs> All right. Well, should we start um, rinking it? Our rink do it. All right. Title quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't totally I mean, think what it's about by the title, but it does Although, cover the theme of the. It really yeah. does. Friends standing together. I'll I think give it's a, it an eight. I, I gave it a, a good, seven. I'm going eight. I think it's a good title. Plus, it's a good, good song as well. Very yeah. iconic song from my childhood. Yeah. All right. So casting the seven. Casting. I thought it was I think good. The casting is really good. good. I'll give it a 10. 
I'm going to go ahead nine. After what you mentioned about having not getting the adult and kid versions, having the same colored eyes, <laughs> I'm going to go with the seven. What? <laughs> I was going to use that pick continuity problem. But I yeah, was thinking also a casting too. problem, too. This. Yeah. So River Phoenix was in a lot of coming of age shows. Yeah. Um, and then Corey Kelvin was. He just looks like they all kind of looked like the type of kid they were playing. Yeah. You know, it was. I just thought they did a really good job with. You know, so, River Phoenix looks like a tough kid I'm, like that. I'm going to tell myself because on the cover of the DVD, it says Kiefer <sighs> Sutherland. I was like, oh, Kiefer Sutherland's in this. And then for the longest time, I was trying to figure out which of the four kids was Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> oh. because it's like, no, I think that's River Phoenix. But nonetheless, Corey felt it can't be the bird kid. And as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm an idiot. Yeah, and he yeah. was really good as the leader of that gang. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, they, they had John Cusack in it. Yeah, they just in a small Dreyfus. part. But there's an acting... I don't know. I recognized, yeah, I recognized his dad, too. Well, the acting's a different um, yeah. Yeah. category, but getting these actors, that would be the casting. They were all really young in their careers, so this is like yeah. one of their initial movies. So this I mean, this was either. like they... The year before Will Wheaton got into Star Trek. Because that mm-hmm. started in 87, right? Yeah. But that was 89. Nope. No, seven. Pretty sure. Yep. Because okay. it, it was on the air for seven years and it went to 94. Because cool. that's when Voyager started. Uh. Anyway. Don't question my Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Soundtrack. I thought the soundtrack was awesome. Yeah, I like a lot of good 50 50s songs. songs. And... They fit right along with the story. And... Mm-hmm. Go with it. Um, I liked it. I went 10 on that one. I did 10 as well. Nine. Okay, cinematography. Cinematography. It was okay. It was fine. Didn't stick out. Yeah. I'll give it a six. Yeah, I'll go with a six. The thing that, the only thing that really stuck out as a big negative to me was like the train coming towards them. The speed seemed inconsistent with how far they had to run. At one point it shows them running in front of the train coming and the train was slowing down, I think. Mm -hmm. But it was like, you're going the same speed as it. It's not going to get to you. Imagine (laughs) if it was the same, like the, the person driving the train, they could definitely see on the train, not see, like, well, I think they were blowing the horn. He saw those. Yeah, I saw those kids. But what about the other kid that got killed by the train? Well, he was we in don't the, know. It, was it at night? night. That's true. It could have been at night. Yeah. Imagine if the, the same. Imagine if it's the same like train operator, train engineer. Not yeah. again. <laughs> and he's just like old kid killer McGee over here. <laughs> and they didn't stop. I mean, no. You see the kids jump out of the way. 
I mean, those things don't stop on a dime, that's for sure. No, they didn't stop at all. Yeah, well, I don't want to get in trouble, going. stupid kids. It wasn't a very long train either. It was like the engine yeah. and three yeah. or four cars. Yeah. Like the ones in town here that like stop in town when there's like no way to get around them. <laughs> all um, right. Special effects. Special effects. The, the leeches were really <laughs> lifelike. They're probably real re- leeches, I'm guessing. Yeah, that, I don't know. With the back to the train thing, you could definitely tell that they were using, you know, special effects for that. Yeah. I mean, but it is from '86, so <laughs> that's I'll a long time ago. Like, uh, oh no, they were oh. not real leeches. For long shots, they used skateboard <laughs> grip tape. And for oh. the close-up, they use a combination of latex, blood makeup, and rubber cement. They oh. didn't think a real leech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll give them seven as a benefit of the doubt because of going low I was when it was it made. Five. Like a three. Oh, I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to go low, too. I'm trying to think of other special effects they had. The gun, shooting. The, all the barfing, it was like yeah, that wasn't really was real. Well, he was telling a story, so it that's true. Could be unrealistic. It was supposed to be the whole premise of the story. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I think I'll drop it down to a six. I did like when the women puked on the hats of all the whatever the, the elk, the, the elk guys. Yeah, the brotherhood of the elk or whatever. <laughs> Antelope. That's what it was. Antelopes. It was B O A, and I was for the whole time I was trying to figure out what the A stood for, and then Hard they purpose. finally said it. Oh. Well, they had antlers on their yeah. hats. All right. Stunts. Stunts. They jumped off that train tracks. Yeah. And do you think they use real train tracks? How'd they do that? <laughs> Does that fall under stunts? <laughs> if you're running across a train trellis, yes. I oh. would say. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think, I those think were... the... <laughs> no. there was the water stunts. There's the climbing the fence stunts with a jaw dog chasing you. That was not a very, that was like the most, uh, the chain link fence didn't have the top part was not how tops of chain link fences normally look. <laughs> In the fifties. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> stunts. Meh. Give it a six. Yeah. Six. There's nothing spectacular, but they weren't middle of the road. Horrible. All right. Plot. I thought the plot was fine. I mean, the body is just like a MacGuffin. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of symbolism, as DVD was saying earlier. There's no other spot to put it, so that's why I'm going to make this one high, because this is the spot I'm going to put it. Okay. For me, anyways, that's how it hit me. Yeah, and with the older kids being their competition and their foil, I thought the plot was good. I'll give it a. And their parents, uh, too. You know, they none of them had great parents, not a single one. So they're like approaching this adulthood that they're like. They don't have good role models. Yeah, there's like the options are very limited, and they kind of, I guess, not all of them. Gordy and Chris, which seemed like the ones that, you know, really had their best friend 
with them made it yeah. the best, even though one of them died, I guess, doing what he did, which was trying to, you know, stand by break up fights. Point. Yeah. Okay. Right. Continuity. This could be where the green eyes come in. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look anything like Will Wheaton at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not like the, uh, the it movie where the adult version looked very similar. So, to okay. The, how about this? <laughs> the character that's typing the story on the computer is stealing the story from somebody he met that told him the story. Oh. He's like a dishonest <laughs> narrator. Uh, whatever they're called. There are unreliable narrators. Unreliable narrator. Yeah. Or he made it up. <laughs> it, yeah. Maybe it's not a real story. He mm. saw this, this horrible thing that happened to somebody in the paper. And then he wrote this fictional story to get his editor off his back. There's magazine, whatever he writes for. DVD, uh, you are the king of. I'm going to give it a six. Redcons? You're retconning, <laughs> yes. I fixed it. I'm going to go six. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was fine. Nothing stood out. So, six. Yeah. <laughs> it's not All like right. they shot the gun more than they had bullets in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Characters. Characters. I thought they were good. They were fine. Yeah, like the you got to have the fat kid that's the butt of all the jokes. You got to have the kind of smarter kid, the crazy kid, crazy kid, and the the bad boy, the bookish kid, and the. I liked boy. how they had the guys in Ace's gang kind of weren't into it so much, right? Yeah, oh, the, and Ace was were... like, "Get the car." <laughs> they were carving cobras on their arms, like to make scars yes. for their. Gang symbol. Yeah. It's like wow. But yeah, they they were yes, definitely not Oprah's was yeah, all on board. I like yeah, the those... characters. The parents that we saw were, you know, basically Wait, fed into that narrative yeah. of the whole yeah, coming of age and not having good role models or Yeah, I go with I'm going to eight. I'm going to give that one a niner. All right. The acting. The acting for the most part was pretty good. I mean, to, all those kids. Yeah. To get those kids to show emotion like that at that early of an age. Yeah. Although yeah, they're on drugs. So especially when you look easier. at, you look at the eighties and child actors in the eighties, a lot of movies, child actors now. Yeah. There's, quite a big difference but these ones weren't bad i mean yeah you could definitely tell what emotions they, had, they, they were had acting feeling chops. And, yeah give it a though i think the only bad acting was in the story you told that was probably on purpose yeah, yeah. just set it apart yeah. from the rest of the movie um, yeah and it, it was an eight a farcical story Good nine give it an eight seven Dialogue. Plus they're, plus, they're letting kids smoke. <laughs> well, that's it wasn't what real tobacco. It yeah, they're smoking marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Fried clover. Or PCP. Cloves, yeah, clover, whatever. Cloves. Cloves. Dialogue. Well, there was lots of logs, but very little dying. 
Well, the kid, for the one kid, kid that got by the train. Train, yeah. There's a moderate <laughs> amount of dying. We don't get to well, see the, it. The movie cover has a quote from the movie on it, right? Oh, yeah? From IMDb. It says, if I could only have one food to eat for the rest of my life. It says, that's easy, Pez. Cherry flavor Pez. No question about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I thought that'll that get the quotability, but. I thought they got they, pretty good at like getting tiled like dialogue like how kids talk to each other it would yeah, remind me of my, yeah. me and my friends never talked that, like that though oh, of course i thought I it grow in the 50s because i thought it was pretty good oh i like it yeah I, I mean the whole thing I had is friends. dialogue based stupid doesn't count no i i have friends <laughs> i'm gonna give it an eight. <laughs> i don't need more five I, seven three what he said i don't count Oh. I can. <laughs> was not counting. That doesn't count. Seven. I had friends when I was a kid. I had a friend <laughs> once. I don't know. I'm gonna go low on that one. Six. Okay. Low for what I'm scoring so far on this movie. <laughs> yeah. Horror. No. This was not a horror movie. But it's scary parts like the train kind of got my heart going a little bit. I thought, yeah, I was, I was thinking about how how they were. That bothered me. But yeah, well, and the dream. the leech on the bits, the naughty bits. Well, probably not very naughty at the time at that oh. age. <laughs> and there was some menace with the bullies at the end. The so dog. I'm gonna, ooh, I'm gonna give it a. Three. I, I gave it a Chomper? one. I didn't find any horror at all, so. Mm, okay. LOLs, it seems like there were some. There were a few. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was fun. I like the part where they all stepped off the ledge in the pond. Or the... <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, it wasn't really like... I mean, they're constantly joking and... I thought the Vern character was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah funny it was pretty funny. Stuff going on. I'll give it up. Oh, we got the four... Yeah, I'll go four. Trying to does the dithering between a four and five. Oh, four could have been funnier. Quotability. I couldn't quote anything. Orange Pez. Yeah, there's. I had to read that. Yeah. (laughs) It's not super Uh, quotable. Does it count if you can quote the songs? No. 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 Okay. I'm gonna go with the two, which looks like I'm gonna give another ones that I don't. Yeah, two. All right. Awake, Awake to It wasn't boring. No. Yeah, kept, kept that my was pretty good. Give it a good pacing. Eight. Seven. Yeah. It's only 88 minutes. It was great. And they fit a lot in. I was like, why can't movies do that? No. <laughs> they gotta be at least three hours now. Oh. Come on, man. Minutes equal Imagine dollars. this movie being three hours. Oh no. It would have been so slow because all they're doing is 30 miles this time (laughs) Uh, because they fit perfect times to tell you more about this the characters like when the junkyard guy comes at him that's when you learn a lot about um, teddy teddy's family life and what's going on with him Mm -hmm. um the brother uh chris's brother is in the gang he's got something wrong with his eye which probably because his dad crazy things to him yeah okay all right 
puns. puns. Do you remember any puns? I don't uh, remember there being any puns. Me neither. But they're always joking and stuff. There's got to be some puns in there. Mama jokes and I don't know. I'll, yeah. I'll give it the Those benefit of the doubt. Give it two. That's go what I was going to do too. <laughs> there might have been some. I didn't, they didn't stick out. Yeah. All right. Grouptitude. Grouptitude. Would you? Well, I watched it by myself. Yeah, but I did too. What if it hadn't been assigned? I okay. eventually wanted to watch it because it was talked about as a kid. I remember yes. there was a where some parents were like adamant their kids not see it. Mm. Um, my parents probably wouldn't have cared other than the rating. Yeah. Which I think is because it showed a dead dead body and all the swearing yeah. and the kids yeah. smoking. Um uh I've seen this before. I I watched it just because oh, yeah. I heard about it, and I could see myself watching again. And I'm gonna give it a the five. future. I'm gonna give it a seven. One three. And Master Zed gave it a five. Okay. Wow, we've got quite a range here in scores. I'm surprised mine's not higher than it is. So, uh, Mr. Pold gave it a 6.7. I'm right there with a 6.8. Master Zed 6.0 didn't like it as well as we did. And DVD 7.2. He loved it. Whoa. The same as which other movie, which is still lower than all the. <laughs> The same, yeah, uh, I, same as this one. It's the same as Cujo for me, which, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, I, I had that. a couple tens in there, so I'm kind of surprised that it, it was you know, so like, low. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so very this was, So this was like, for me, this was well, similar rating as Horror is Dolores. pretty high. Yeah. Is it? Because yes. it's a Stephen King list. It's so, got the same score for me as Christine. I could see um, that. And Carrie. This is definitely more cerebral. Yeah. But oh, maybe that's why I didn't like it. The dark half. It didn't rate as high because of, it wasn't horror. I did give it a really low horror score. So Yeah. <laughs> so IMDb gave this an 8.1. Yeah. That is way higher than us. So that's about I would the not, same as it. Yeah, I would not. I don't know. I can see the critics liking it, but the audience liked it. For our, our yeah, so the critics are equivalent to a 9.1, which is crazy. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes, 9.4. Wow. It was a big movie the, when it came out. I, I think those are the highest it, so far. I expected. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, I think mine may have been low because I had higher expectations. The Green Mile green got 9.4 yeah. on audience and oh. I, this is not as good as green mile this is definitely the highest yeah. um or what's it called the top critics though yeah this is for rotten tomatoes yeah by by quite a bit half a half a point uh combined critics 8.9 we combined gave it a 6.7 <laughs> so we're high. two points below <laughs> The critics on this one. Six point seven. What's the other ones we do? Six point I mean, seven. We've had other ones where we were lower than the critics, but I think this is probably the biggest gap. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, close. Yeah, the closest one this compares to is Cujo, I think. The 7.14. It's similar to um, as far as what we gave it, Dolores Claiborne. Yeah. Yeah. Which I could see that. Oh, and Secret Window. And... Okay. Christine. Next movie is Creep Show from 1982. Hmm. Which is supposedly oh, better yeah. than Stand By Me. So it'll be For the guy that made the list. It's not by anybody else's reckoning. Right. I know. Green Mile is like way down there. Ago. That's crazy. Yeah, Maybe we should have ordered this over. based on the. Nope, it's got to be off that article. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can't change it now. It. That's true. <laughs> it was on vulture.com or something. Was it? Oh. How long ago did we watch the first one on this? So list? it was between <laughs> 2017 and 2019 because it, the new it was on there, but the part two wasn't. Ah, yeah. Smart. Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> so what, six years? <laughs> Yeah, we've been doing this a while. Hey, wow. we could get through the rest of these in the next year if we... We could. They're getting better, so it's... Vigilant. Right, more likely to want to watch them. Yeah. Do you think we'll like... get stuck on Creepshow, though? Cause... Well, we know. just... Yeah, once we get past Creepshow, we saw... all... We already saw Creepshow 2. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we did not rate that one very highly at all. <laughs> I, I do want well, to, you know, see... sequels. We gave I, it a so two point three eight. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> so I, I have seen Shawshank Redemption, um, I have. and The Shining. You haven't? No. Oh, you've never stayed three. in a hotel. Oh. it's on a channel <laughs> on cable at all times. The problem is show. when I'm in the hotel, I get there and it's not like the movie's starting right when I want to oh, turn on yeah. the TV. Well, if you just watch it, part of it, at some <laughs> point, you'll have seen the that. entire thing multiple <laughs> times. So I've seen The Shining and Carrie. So I'm I'm interested to see I the think I've seen zone. Misery. I'm not sure. I ha- haven't seen Misery. Oh, I think misery I've seen the rest of them other oh. than Creepshow I haven't seen. But. I've been avoiding misery because I don't think I like the I don't like people getting captured and tortured. Oh. Yeah, you shouldn't watch Wolf Creek then. <laughs> so <laughs> Creepshow has Ed Harris, okay. Leslie Nielsen, oh. Ted Danson. Wow, uh, that might be the only one I recognize. Let's see. Huh. Stephen King, of course. <laughs> Al Holbrook. It looks familiar. Interesting. George A. Romero, director. Should be good. Does it say how I watch? Yeah, are we going to be able to watch this? Well, let's see. They usually tell you when you Google AMC Plus. No. I bet we can rent it, it on Amazon. You can, you can buy it on Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Voodoo, Redbox, DirecTV, or you can rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, YouTube, Voodoo. Yeah, we'll probably just have to rent it. Yeah. All right, huh. well. Looking forward to it. Something to look forward to, I guess.
Oh boy, sounds like somebody's got consumption. Oh, I do. I do have a little bit of consumption. Oh man, she could have that. I should. So I finished a book by Orson Scott Card um, called The Folk of the Fringe. So this is the author that wrote Ender's Game. Oh. And those books. Um, Mm -hmm. The Folk of the Fringe. I found this at a used bookstore. It looked kind of interesting, and I'm familiar with the author, so I bought it. Um, it's a collection of short stories that are all take place in a post-apocalyptic America uh, where there were some nuclear bombs and some biological weapons used, and oh. society collapsed. Um, except in the Utah, the Salt Lake Basin. So the the people that live in Utah form a pretty strong, um, like start their own civilization up, start the civilization up, and people are coming there from, you know, across the plains and stuff, and they've got outriders going and bringing people safely in because there's, you know, people out trying to, you know, bad people around and stuff but anyway all the all the stories in this book take place um in that kind of future interesting and the climate has changed because of the nuclear war so that it rains a lot more in utah than it does currently and so pretty much all the salt lake valley is filled up into one giant lake and the buildings are underwater and skyscrapers sticking up out of the lake and stuff um but they build a strong community and start planting orchards and farms and turning the desert into an actual like farmland and stuff like that so but it was interesting sounds um, like it that's my consumption cool we watched the second bird box movie called bird box barcelona <gasps> Does it take place in Barcelona? It does. No, actually, it's Carcassonne. <laughs> it's Detroit. Oh, it's in Carcassonne. No, it's in Barcelona. Oh, okay. Um, I might want to watch so it just to see Barcelona. The well, it's after the apocalypse, so. Oh, okay. Um, basically, there's these creatures that if you look at them, you kill yourself. Mm. But there are certain people that are crazy i guess before the event where they can look at the creatures and their goal is to get other people to look at them and this <laughs> follows a bloke that that is his goal i'm just it's, looking at the ratings for this 5.3 <laughs> out of 10 yeah it's not it's better than i would have thought <laughs> oh, so it's, it's creep show 2 that's uh, better than that it was fine it was not bad it was interesting to see the other perspective and stuff so um so it's yeah. a spanish movie is it in spanish it's dubbed yeah it was originally i believe done in spanish and then dubbed to english 
but it's not bad if you liked the first bird box. This gives you a little bit more information about stuff. So the first one had Sandra Bullock and John yep. Malkovich in it, right? Yes. Okay. And this one was done. It was done by the same guy that did the first one, Chris Morgan. Oh, okay. Hey, I know a guy named Chris Morgan. Yep, me too. <laughs> um, next thing we watched was a, a horror movie called Skidamarink. Uh, I remember you telling me about this. Uh, n- not good. <laughs> it's <laughs> like with a name like that. I know, and so I here's what happened. My kids and I were up late. We wanted to watch a horror movie, so I said. I googled like s- streaming horror movies and the f- there was a list called best horror movies that are streaming for free and this was the first one so we watched huh. it and it was un- almost unwatchable like there multiple times I almost just turned it off <laughs> but we got through it cuz it wasn't super long but it's just kind of like found footage type it starts and it says 1995 and it's all just like video. It looks like old camcorder. It's all grainy and stuff, but half of it's like, it looks like it's like a security camera in this house. Cause it's just like po- pointing at a direction and not moving. Uh-huh. Is it skin of a rink? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Skin of a rink. Oh, did I spell yes. it wrong? And, but so. they're pointed at weird angles. Like, well, the cover of the picture shows it upside down. There's a kid sitting in a hallway in front of a door with his back to you. There but is, it's at the top of the shot, and it's upside down. There is part where he's walking on the ceiling. Oh, well, so no, the, this is the trim. Obviously, the actual floor of the camera is just upside down. It so gets things a, start disappearing in the house. This is a two point two yeah. rating on Google. So IMDb the, has four point nine. The first thing is these cameras throughout the house are just pointed in places you wouldn't point a security camera. They're like <laughs> up in the corner of the ceiling and you can see like the corner of a door jam or they're pointed. So you're mostly seeing the back of the couch. And <laughs> then the rest of the movie is shot POV from like the kid. But it's still the same grainy camcorder footage, but it's steady. So it's not like the kids holding a camera and walking around. Cause he would be, <laughs> it would maybe have, he's, maybe he's in marching band and he's really good at the heel toe walk. And he pans very slowly. Uh-huh. So he's not my uncle. Or uncle. <laughs> yeah. So maybe the plot, if you can call it, that is <laughs> there's this little kid and his sister Something wakes them up in the middle of the night and doors and their parents just randomly disappear. Like it'll be showing a shot where it's looking at the corner of a room and you can see the edge of a door. And then suddenly the door disappears and it's just wall. That's because somebody time traveled and stuff's slowly disappearing. (laughs) There's like occasionally this demonic voice that if you didn't have the subtitles on you, there's no way you could tell what it was saying. It's just <laughs> internal hangriness. And then Dude. occasionally there's just like most of the shots nothing happens in. 
and then it, there's like toys, a lot of toys. And at one point they're like stuck on the wall, like gravity is sideways. And then at one point the kid is walking on the ceiling. Don't do drugs, kids. And then <laughs> and you make movies like this. Yes. At one point, the thing, the demon makes the kid stab himself in the eye with a knife, but it's off camera. Well, it's hard to do special effects like that. And then the kid calls 911 and tells them that he stabbed himself in the eye and he doesn't feel good. And that his parents (laughs) and the doors have all disappeared. And then a little later towards the end, it just says 519 days or something. And you're supposed to assume that that's how long the kid's been being tortured for. There's like one time they tried to do like a jump scare, but the whole thing overall was pretty horrible. Horribly shot. People (laughs) that don't frequent horror movies, I think are are liking this because it's scaring them, but but someone that's used to watching horror movies, it doesn't sound like it's a good fit. It was not scary, nor was it comprehensible. Okay. Good to know. I won't watch it. The opposite of this. Oh, we it's watched totally the scary. 1966 Batman movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> so my daughter and Mr. I were Parker talking Pound. about Batman in the car. And I was like, we should just watch all of the Batman movies, starting with like the really old ones. And she was like, yeah. So I looked it up and 1966, Adam West, they made a I movie. I think my first crush was Catwoman. Oh, yeah. That was five. So this has Joker, Catwoman, Penguin, Riddler. Uh, was there anybody else? Are there any other Batman villains I've missed? Two-Face? Was um, he in there? No, I thought there was a fifth one, but maybe not. There's Anyways. a lot of weird ones. The polka dot yeah. guy. Oh, was... I think maybe it was just those four, but they're they have this plot to they they get this device that can dehydrate someone into like sand. That's like Star Wars <laughs> trick, and so they use it to capture the the nine members of the World Security Council. Which I bet without Anakin those really nine hated that people yeah. that are constantly arguing, <laughs> the world's going to descend into chaos for some reason because they're <laughs> irreplaceable. Yeah, and but Batman and Robin are thwarting them. It was very silly and yeah, lots of uh, they must have had a really good budget because there was like a bat helicopter, motorcycle, boat. And the car, and just all kinds of silly things and like the Bat Zeppelin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like everything in in the Bat Cave is labeled, including <laughs> like they open the secret door with the poles they slide down, and it's labeled like poles to Bat Cave. And then on the way down, they flip a switch <laughs> called like instant costume change, and then it cuts to them <laughs> landing, and they're in their costumes. And it works in the opposite as well. There's a switch that the base under the pole like shoots them up and <laughs> they can it on their way up, flip the switch and it changes them out of their costumes somehow. But yeah, they have like 
so many silly things like the shark repellent bat spray. The whole <laughs> shark scene is cinema gold. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, this is definitely a good one to watch, even though it's super silly. <laughs> the The wackiest thing was the Riddler kept giving him riddles. And it would just be like <laughs> the answers were so far out there, but they would act like, oh, obviously the answer is a pe- uh, banana with a pen. Right. So that means they're going <laughs> to kidnap the reporter. It's like, how did you get a- from A to B and then from B to C? Yeah, it was. It was, was the reporter's last name Peel or something? No. I, I love yellow. the way. I love the way Batman explains things to Robin, too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and, you know, this was after the series, I think. So by this time, Robin's like the actor looked like he was at least in his 30s, if not older. (laughs) But they're still calling him the boy wonder and a young lad and stuff. And I'm like, he doesn't look that young. And (laughs) the, the actor that played the Joker wouldn't shave his mustache so they just painted his painted mustache yeah, white yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty uh, it's pretty funny yeah. so i recommend that doesn't take itself too seriously no definitely not not like the 1940s oh i batman. love the penguin submarine it's <laughs> yeah, so it's cute good. it doesn't have a propeller on the back it has these two flappy legs that that's the propulsion (laughs) so cute it was it was hilarious we loved it watch that and not skin a rink yeah (laughs) all right dvd you're up um i was looking at pictures from batman 1960s batman (laughs) just remembering like childhood because we love i love that show yeah we played batman a lot with the neighborhood kids california i think uh, so I really didn't have anything in here, so I just took some of the stuff I did. Because um, I didn't watch any movies or anything, and I'm in between books. I'm about to push the trigger on buying the $14 last Dresden File book. Mm. I think it knows it has me over a barrel, because that's like, <laughs> I don't remember the other ones being this expensive. <laughs> well, it's, it's um, the newest one. Yeah, they weren't they new, are the probably, when you more read they them. Cost. Yeah. So if we, I, my wife and I have been chewing through Big Bang Theory. She's using it to distract me from things I should be doing. She's like, come on, just watch one episode. Then we watch four. <laughs> well, last night we well, got back from rafting. I was tired. I was like, well, I asked her, do you want to watch one episode or Big Bang Theory? Or 12? Like, maybe one episode. I think we got through four or five. <laughs> and one was like, <laughs> I was ready for bed. I turned it off. She's like, she looks at me. She's like, just one more. It's like, okay. So I was up too late. She's going to be tired all day. Um, we're chewing through it at a pretty good pace, though. I was like, what are we going to do when we're done with this? She's like, we'll just start over. I was like, oh. Mm. I can't, I, I shouldn't say anything bad because I think she just wants to spend time with me. We found a show we enjoy together. Um, then I've got two music videos I've watched that um, the first one is by an artist named Dax. And um, I'd seen this one before is To Be a Man is the name of the song. Um, is Dax a symbiote? No, he's mm. not. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he used to be like a rapper. Used to be a symbiote. Yeah, he used <laughs> to be a symbiote. It could be. I don't know. That's the thing. You don't know about them. It doesn't have dots on them, though, or those spots. Um, <laughs> I think it's it just talks about call it dots. 
But that's about, you know, how I guess it is to be a man. I oh, liked it okay. a lot. And then they came out with a, uh, apparently it, it touched enough people that they came out with a mega mix where he does his main, um, what do you call that? The the hook part, the the bridge. I don't know. Anyways, he starts the song and then, he, yeah, the chorus. And then different artists, like I think there's six or seven of them come in and do a verse. Um, which is really good. I'd recommend checking that out. And then another one that's totally different genre. It's like opera bluegrass, I would think. Oh, um, it's called Richmond North of Richmond, which is good wordplay. Uh, the guy's got a really awesome voice and he's a very independent artist. He's just as a, a guy that lives in. Oh, where does he live? West Virginia. Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. West Virginia. Well, I think that's the there's a group called Radio West Virginia that picked him up, but I don't think he lives in West Virginia. Anyways, it talks about uh, the plight of the working man, and apparently it's it's not just the United States that's number number one, but it's gaining charts all over the world. Um, I like to watch some reaction videos, and there's one reaction video where they get tribal people to watch stuff. Okay. And they they translated it for these two guys, and they were both like working class guys, wherever country they're from. And they like, yeah, they like this song is true. This is what it feels like to be a working man. So check that one out, Richmond, north of Richmond. It's really good too. Cool. I watched Uncharted. Oh, I love uh, that movie. Which I thought I had seen it before. Well, I know I had at least been watched on my TV before because it <laughs> the progress bar was oh uh-huh. at the end. Um, I watched it over three different sittings, but it is Tom Holland and Marky Mark uh, adventuring. It's a prequel it was, to the game. It was silly, but it, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, and then the other movie I watched while Charlie was out of town was called Marriage Story. That's Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Oh. It was a very well-made movie. Um, it had a few other well-known actors such as Wallace Shawn and oh, uh, from Princess Bride. Yep. Oh, Alan crap, Alda. What's his name? Um, Ray Liotta. Yep. And Laura Dern. Bucket, Laura Dern. Yep. Uh, I it, it's so basically, <laughs> well, I was looking at the cast list on IMDb and it didn't have those people. I'm like, what oh, the crap? Where? <laughs> where are they? They're on different separate page. But um, it's a very emotional movie and was a pretty hard watch, but it was really well made. Um, but it's basically about a couple that she's an actress and he's a director and they go through a divorce. Oh, oh so I did hear about basically this. about that the whole thing. And the acting is just so amazing. And the like way you can tell that they still you know, you spend 10 years with someone. And even if 
you're not happy. There are things that make you happy about the person and things you care Ooh. about. And they have a kid. And um, so well, that was their first problem. Yeah. It was played, well, the was kid the was played by Richard Dreyfus. Uh, <laughs> it was great casting. Except his eye color doesn't match Adam Driver or Scar Joe's. Mm. That's possible. Um, but yeah, it was a very well made movie. It's a heart render, but it's worth a watch. Does anybody have? Oh, sorry. I was just going to nope. go on. No, nope, I was going to ask if that say that was it. Okay, cool. anybody have any nerd cred maybe maybe <laughs> well i've been working Shocker. on my i've been working on my geographics um update oh yeah i oh, got yeah, all the, the game yeah i got all the cards updated but now i'm i'm creating maps in paint <laughs> <laughs> microsoft paint so nice yeah, it, it should be fun when I'm done with it. Oh, good. Um, you could sneak been... sneak in some fake facts because nobody else would know. <laughs> no, but I did have to update. So I even updated the general geography knowledge cards. Hmm. Um, some of them I just threw out completely because they were asking about where is... The kingdom located. Uh, <laughs> yeah, where, where is the? <laughs> just put was. Where was the kingdom located? Yeah, I guess that could be. <laughs> but it's interesting yeah. how some of most, a lot of the facts are the same, but you know some have changed. But anyway, so I bought a card game that Mister Pold probably remembers. It's a oh, yeah. racing, a French racing game. Neil Bourne. Neil Bourne. I did. I bought Millboard. I was thinking about that the other day. I game. think I have that game. Do you? Well, it was amazing. It recently. The first time I went to visit my wife's family we, when we were dating after dinner, I can't remember who it was. It was like, let's play a game. And they bought that game out, and I had that game. Like, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And it was, it was fun. It's probably the best game I've played with her family before this past trip where I played dominoes with them, which was fun. And then they're like, hey, uh, let's watch Teletubbies next. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they brought the toothpicks out and like got awkward uh, when they propping your eyes open. Eyes open? Like clockwork <laughs> orange? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I DM'd a game, a D&D game on Thursday. No, Wednesday. No, Tuesday. What day was that? One of them. Definitely Tuesday. Maybe. Anyway. Uh, a, Irrelevant. A, 
a friend of uh, <laughs> Master Sets was in town, and I ran a game for him and his wife and Master Zed and Charlie and St. Jimmy and his wife a couple years ago. Now, oh, I guess. Oh, moved, yeah. Which was Portland fun. And y'all were in town helping. So he came into town and he wanted to continue or play the D&D. So I was going to make a brand new campaign and ran out of time. So I just continued on the one that we'd started two years ago, just with missing some characters, adding some new ones in. Which no one questioned that the new ones were just there, which was funny. <laughs> um, but it was really it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. Um, and part of the reason I didn't have time to work on the campaign because I was finding character sheets for everybody, which is difficult because I I think they're in a box probably somewhere mm. um, that I haven't unpacked yet. So I had. Um, a file on my Google Drive that had some of the characters in it, and all because I for that game I just made characters for like random so people could pick a character. Yeah, uh-huh. and I only had labeled the ones for Charlie and Master Zed, so I knew which ones that they were. But then I didn't know which one um, anyone else was, and I thought that I got through a text message information to find. The right character, and then I ex- ex- showed him to, to him, and he's like, "This isn't my character." This... And then I remembered that I was his wife's character, because he's like, "I was a bugbear." I was like, "Well, this is definitely not a bugbear. This is a halfling." <laughs> uh, but the bugbear was enough because only had one character made a bugbear, so I this was able is to pull a it snack up. for a bugbear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, I made the prettiest character sheets I've ever made. I took. Um, the downloadable, like hand fillable ones that are PDFs, and then I put them into AutoCAD and then put the text in the boxes with you AutoCAD. You can't do that in Bluebeam into the PDF. Well, maybe you could. Just I don't kidding. know. <laughs> <laughs> D&D, or, uh, D&D. So AutoCAD is my. But they have it's fillable. Okay. They have fillable PDFs in. That I have, but the font is like horribly sized. It's like all mismatched sizes, and some of them are too small for me to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really like the formatting I used and the font I I dig, which turned out really good. I just made another one because I guess we're going to play on Monday, and uh, one of the guys that played's wife is going to play, so she's going to take over the character of this goblin that they found that they took a liking to. And convinced to be part of their party. So now she gets to play Snail the Goblin. All right. If you want to play Snail the Goblin, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Engineerdy Show. You can also check out our website, theengineerdyshow.com, where we sell T-shirts. And you can listen to the show there if you'd like. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You shall be and always, you always, I messed it up. (laughs) You have been and always shall be my friends. Line. (laughs) Wow. You know, so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment before.
been doing this a long time <laughs> too long <laughs> too long most guitars are made of trees with some L for the strings and some frets and tuny things most guitars are made of trees most guitars are made of trees people play them while they sing some are dull and some just ring most guitars are made of trees <laughs> Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.